Yes, people, welcome back. I think this is going to be the first one of 2022. JMRI. right? It shall be, it shall be. Boom, yeah. So above the knee, the first of 2022. And we are joined by Nancy Gillen. Nancy, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Really excited to have you on. Right, let's get straight into it. I don't want to do any formalities. Um, I've got a question to ask you. The new England kit. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm not. I, th- I think it looks. Or, or we'll have to see whether whether they confirm it. I think mm. it looks a little bit tacky. It just. It's just something about the kind of like the, like the shininess of it and like the kind of <laughs> glitteriness of it. It just looks like really like a kids edition of the England kit. Mm. And then it's got this weird like glitter stuff going on. But but sometimes you know when they leak kits and it looks weird in like this the weird smuggled photo that someone has taken. On. Like in the dark, yeah. Like when they put it on the player, it normally looks a lot better. But I just, I don't know. It just, just is, is a bit weird. And I think for the women's kits that Nike made before, the ones for the 2019 Women's World Cup, they were so nice. Mm. That is quite a lot of like pressures to live up to. So mm. maybe my expectations are too high. <laughs> Jay, have you seen it? Are you, are you a fan? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think there's much Your to face. it. Just right. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like. They do know, like, the Euros is going to be in England. Like, we need to look incredible. Like, the kits need to be up there. And, like, I don't know. It just seems like there's more to come. Like, the person mm. got there on day one when he should show, like, day 36 of what they're making. Yeah, I didn't think it was impressive. But once again, one, once it's on, like, it could look very different. I, um, I want to say a fan. <laughs> but it sort of reminds me of the Man City second kit. But then again, that is white and green. Mm. And I know England shouldn't be white and green. But yeah. in my head, that's, <laughs> that can't happen. But. Yeah. So I think in a home, a home Euros, with, it should be like as classic as you can go. Mm. I get that you're all, we're always trying to push the boundaries and be a little bit techie. But yeah, let's just keep it classic. Like it's got a red shirt, a white shirt. Like even, red I don't shirt, even think yeah. I'm really on like, I don't know. Like white shorts. I don't know if I love white shorts and a white England kit. I think I'm, I like the darker shorts. But, yeah. yeah, I like I like a nice red one, like yeah. all the classic England ones I remember. The you know this like the one that Stephen Gerrard wore in his peak, like that red one, mm. red and gold, kind of like that. Oh, when it used to have the number up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that seems that's on a, that's long ago. <laughs> that's like <laughs> years ago. I remember having that kit. Was that was Umbro? That was I remember. Yeah, the Umbro yeah. one. The Umbro one. Yeah. Oh, the good old times, the good old days. <laughs> um, I still, I'm still a big fan of Umbro being the England kit manufacturer because it's like I know it's going to sound like super Brexit, but it's like English, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. like an English brand, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's under Nike's umbrella now. I don't know how. Don't quote me that, Jay. Make sure that's cut out. I don't know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it is under Nike's umbrella. Um, let's let's talk Euros. Um, Nancy, how are you? How are you feeling about them? Um, I mean, in terms, of, is this England or like the tournament as a whole? England. Please. Let's start now. Let's start on the tournament as an all, and then we can go to England. Okay. Yeah. Well, tournament, tournament as a whole, I'm very excited. I think it could just be an absolute massive moment for women's football here, um, and I think it's looking really positive. Like the ticket sales and stuff, it looks like. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you guys entered the. I got, I did get tickets for the opener and the final, and I mean, I'm hoping to go to some just like working as a journalist. But um, I went in for the ballot for 
uh, England, Northern Ireland, because like my dad's Northern Irish and he wanted we wanted to go together. And I didn't get it. And I was like, that's, you know, amazing to go into <laughs> mm. a ballot for a women's football match and not get it. So I think tickets tickets look like, you know, they're flying. Um, and uh, that hopefully means like really good atmosphere and packed stadiums. But then segueing in, into how England and my opinions of England, I think it really depends on how well England do. Because like, as we saw in the summer with the men's, when England do well in a tournament, it just goes mad and like everyone watches it. Mm. And if it, if the women do well, it the whole country could suddenly be like watching women's football and invested in in the team and wanting to watch every match. Um, and it would just be attracting that attention that it's never had before. But it's yeah, it's fully determined on England actually doing well, which I think they will like obviously get into the knockouts. But then just every single team in that tournament is so good. And I think it's in the knockouts. It's either probably like Germany or Spain. And if I'm being honest, I'm not 100% sure if England are kind of up to beating those teams yet. Um, I know there's the tournament in February, which is Germany, Spain and Canada. And I think after that tournament, it'd be a better assessment of how we can do. Um, we haven't really had those matches against the really big teams. So I'm kind of looking, I'm waiting to that to reserve my judgment. But at the moment, I'm not 100% sure that we can go all the way to the final. I'd love it. I'd love for it to happen, but just not not the most confident right now. I feel like with a home tournament, you can never write a team like the home team off from getting to potentially the final or the latter stage. I was trying to think then teams that haven't done very well, like hosting wise. I can't really think. Like, yeah, it's only when they've not been the best team. So say, yeah, I think, like, you know, like in South my head, Africa I'm thinking like, World yeah, Cup. but they still so, have the like, groups, right? Yeah, I think Russia and Russia. I remember at the of the 2018 World Cup, they had that Russian. man match where they won like five. They were on mental. Yeah, they were doing <laughs> yeah. mental stuff. Like I don't know what they were doing. At Russia, <laughs> yeah, it was just running. <laughs> that <everywhere>. guy <laughs> was playing out of his skin. He's not really done a lot since then. Yeah. <laughs> very, very subtle. But yeah, I think in terms of. The Euros, I think, like we've had a we had a taste of it with the World Cup in 2019, and I think if we can have that sort of, I don't know, if I, I want to say success, but I don't feel like that was the most successful tournament for us. I feel like we should have done better than we did. The World yeah. Cup, um, yeah, I'd I mean, yeah, I'd went say, backwards, went backwards. Yeah, I'd we say like fifth. 2015, mm. 2015 time, like when it, the expectations were maybe lower and stuff. I don't know. I think mm. that, that, that was a really good tournament for England. Um, but yeah. I used to feel like it was avoid a couple teams and you'll be all right. It's a bit, a bit like with a men's game, isn't it? Mm. Like avoid, avoid like Germany, the US, but now it's like, okay, we've got to avoid the US. Oh, yes, I'm going to say the US. The talent pool is ridiculous. Like Spain, even Canada or Canada and even in the most of the Euros, but like all these teams now, like that weren't really a problem for us before are now a problem for us. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of a big, like massive. I, th- I mean, I, that is the thing with the Euros, there's only like 16 teams and once yeah. you get out of the group stage, like every single team is mm. really, really good. It's just not, it's not an tr- easy tournament at all. But yeah, like Euros, you said, is, Euros is definitely harder to win than the World Cup. One million percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think home support will have a massive, massive impact, though, because it, for a lot of the players, it'd be the first time they'd be in, you know, 
like massive like big big stadiums with hopefully sell out crowds and hopefully that support mm. will, will really push them on and give it definitely give them an advantage I, I'm excited for the opener at Old Trafford I think mm, I feel like a lot of crazy. people will go to that one purely because it's Old Trafford and it's the opener like and if we can start it on like the right foot I think like that would be like amazing yeah um, I think it'll be hot if it, as long as the weather's good I'm yeah just, like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what it is. Like, it's a good, it's a quite an easy. Well, it's not an easy game, is it? Austria, I think it's that's a winnable game. So yeah. that can kind of set mm. the standard. You win that game, like you said, loads of people are there, loads of people watch on TV. Then people will get hooked and like watch every other match. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that match. I think it'd be great. So, what what games have you got lined up so far? You got you got a couple lined up already, right? Yeah, I've got well, I've, I've got a ticket for the opener and then the final, but I'm hoping just with skeptical, you're like <laughs> get a little taste of it for the opener. You're like, yeah, this is it, this is yeah. it, final next. I'm hoping, well, I'm hoping to work the majority of them. That's that's yeah. how I want to be there as a journalist. I think just doing a home football tournament um, is too big an opportunity to miss. I'm hoping that the majority of them I'll be there working as a journalist. Um, but yeah, the final, I'll see. I'll see if England get there or not. <laughs> I, think, I, it, think I think I'd rather be there as about a fan. Working, something about working like um, home Euros like does feel mad special. Like even like when I did the one just gone, which wasn't really a home Euros, but we had a lot of games at home and you feel like, bro, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm playing it. Like I've got, I've got a good run of games here. Like it's so mental how engrossed you get. Um, yeah. But what, what, what else can you do? You can't, it's, it's so hard to go and be, well, I don't know about you, but I find it really hard to go and try be neutral. Yeah, what, in a press box? Yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 so found, hard. I've, I've been to like Arsenal women's games in the press box and that is kind of, you do, you find yourself, it's like reaction, in, mm. your instant reaction, like... Uh, like knees going under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah you go like that. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, or you, or you say something, you're like, you know, you just react to something happening on the pitch, just comes out. Um, it is hard to be, I think, neutral when you're supporting the team. You're mm. working on the team that you support. Um, yeah, I think that's why I think for the final, if England were in it, I think I'd rather go as a fan than yeah. as a journalist. Because you'd want it like soak, up, soak it up properly and enjoy really it. Really just let it go. Yeah, just live for the moment. Yeah, you want to enjoy that moment. Um, so hopefully that would be a decision I'll have to make at the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a bad decision to make at all. No. <laughs> Let's um talk your route into journalism. I'm always really interested to see how different people like get into their profession because I feel like a few not a few years ago, but like maybe like my parents, it was very linear. Like mm. this is your job, you make these steps to get into your job. What was what was your what was your journey? Yeah, so well I wanted to. I knew I wanted to get into sports journalism, I think probably like relatively young compared to, I think most people when they decide what they want to do. Um, it was probably around like 2012 when I was about 15-ish. Mm. And it was, it was like the Olympics at the time. Like I, I was fully, fully obsessed with them. And I was like, I want to be a part of this whole kind of like sporting world, but wasn't good enough as an athlete. Um, obviously, well, I'm not an athlete. Um, so then it was kind of the whole writing thing is, is the route, you know, that's what I was good at. So I decided like, oh, I'll try and be a sports journalist. That's what I'll try and do. 
Um, so yeah, I went to uni, but I didn't do journalism at uni. I did history and politics um, with the idea of doing like a master's in sports journalism after, uh, if I had to, if I needed to. Um, and then I just did like student newspaper at uni. Um, I did year in industry working in the communications section of the university. So I was doing like, you know, press releases and writing up stories and for like staff magazine and stuff like that. So it wasn't mm. sports journalism, but it was kind of like that relevant experience. Um, and then when I left uni, I was still, that idea of doing a master's in sports journalism was still like there, but I was also applying for jobs until like I had to make a decision basically. So like graduated in like May or whenever you graduate. And then it was, I had until September basically. Um, and then I was, I was just very fortunate to get a job in journalism straight away, which I know is like very, a very kind of, fortunate thing to do because I think the chances of doing that are quite slim um I think I was quite lucky because it was at this Olympic news website called Inside the Game and they mm. didn't they wanted people that hadn't done journalism started like hadn't done it as a qualification because I think they wanted to like mold people into their own style yeah as opposed to people that have come out of like doing journalism as a course and you know they might have certain which is a good thing obviously yeah. to learn those things but this company didn't want that and then a, they lot, also a lot of had... companies are like that though now yeah. i see a lot of things that it's like apply for not apprenticeships but like internships or like what you'd expect further learning almost and it's like when it's journalism it's like no no journalism degree is preferred and i was like what like yeah it's always counterproductive to what people tell you and like you were saying it's not linear like you can do it both ways um yeah, there's so I know so many people that have done journalism as a qualification and are now successful in the industry. Um, but yeah, I think it also helped that this they hadn't had a female reporter yet, so mm. they was kind of, they were on the lookout for, um, I think to increase the number of women they had in the company. So it was kind of just for, like good timing for me. Um, so that was in 2018 that I uh, started there in the summer there. And then that was like, uh, it was proper throw you in the deep end. Like they did, so it was Olympics, but it was all kind of basically all sports. And it was a company that was more for, less for fans of sport and more for people in the industry in terms of like the governing bodies. So say the people that work for FIFA, the people that work for like World Athletics. So, and then you'd go to all these events around the world, but you'd literally just go like by yourself. And it was really like, you know, like sink or swim basically. Uh, so that was great, like going to all these different events and stuff. Um, but I really always kind of wanted to be in women's sport. Um, that was kind of what I was really passionate about, like increasing the coverage of it. That is kind of where I wanted to go in journalism, in sports journalism. So then, yeah, when, when Give Me Sport Women, when they relaunched in uh, March of this year or 2021 even, um, I kind of jumped at the opportunity to, to join them even though it meant missing the missing covering the Olympics with inside the games. So I sacrificed doing the Olympics for doing women's sports with Give Me Sport Women. Uh, so yeah, joined them in March. So I've been there for nine months now. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun um, getting to do what I do. And it's, yeah, so I suppose I only really started out properly in journalism in 2018. So to kind of get to where I am now has been an amazing journey. And it's, I feel very lucky to be in the job that I'm in. We always say that when we've had other guests on and everyone everyone always says like oh, I'm really lucky but like 
you put the work in, like you said, going to mm-hmm. events on your own when you're doing it at uni. Like the, the work's there. Don't don't put it down just for life. And the sacrifice <laughs> as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. You have to be yeah, like Rupert Pino and be like, I deserve this. Like no matter what, like if you, <laughs> if you get something, you have to be like, I deserve it because it's like you do because everything like decisions, the decisions you make, like they put you here. Yeah, no, that is true, and a bit, like especially in the older, which was all the traveling, like you know, you, you miss a lot of stuff that was happening at home, mm-hmm. like fr- like friends' birthdays and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I deserve it, but also a bit of luck as well. <laughs> yeah, love it. Now I'm, I'm here. For, I'm here for the, giving yourself your props. Like, it's one. It's one thing I don't think. I don't know if it's our like a generational thing. I don't know if it's or if it's like one of them quintessential British things that something about it doesn't doesn't feel doesn't feel very nice like just <laughs> to be like yeah you know what I did deserve this like mm. it feels a bit of a weird thing but yeah no you absolutely do um we asked Nancy this last last time um Nancy Baker and I really like the question so we'll ask you as well what would be what's your dream piece of content like your your perfect like the perfect article or like what, what would be your dream yeah your dream piece of content you can have any any budget any guest any sport oh that is good I think I'd love to do can it can it be like a like a lot as in like a strand <laughs> a content strand or something like that oh yeah of course, of course yeah. You like. it's your yeah. dream I, can't, <laughs> I think I'd just love to do like probably maybe like five or ten of the most iconic sportswomen in the world do like an in-depth feature like interview sit down interview with each one and do it like a you know like a content strand where you just what makes them tick like you know their inspirations their their hopes and dreams all of that kind of stuff just like really getting inside mm. them just a really like nice written it could do it written I mean writing is where my strength is but if anyone wants to come and film it feel free <laughs> do some like nice video content around it as well but yeah I think that I think just that I think you know, a lot of the top sportswomen in the world, people like Simone Biles and that, it's not even just the sport side of it, it's everything else that she does, like, the you know, over well. the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, the fact that she essentially sacrificed, like, winning a ton of gold medals for her mental health and putting mm. that first, how, how great that was. And just things like that, like, a lot of the top sportswomen have those amazing stories and kind of off the court, off the pitch or whatever those amazing stories as well so yeah just having getting to chat to, to people like that I think would be would be amazing that's, that is that is like amazing that would be so sick that's very like in my head and you think like them sort of interviews it's like Oprah does them and it's just like yeah so mental and it's but I've, I think there's such like I don't want to say a lack because there are people that do them but they always feel like a bit like staticky sort of thing but like yeah to be able to sit down with someone and like open up about everything I think would be like unbelievable like ridiculous content it'd be so good yeah just about getting access (laughs) (laughs) that's honestly impossible impossible (laughs) at the moment yeah this um something else I'm quite interested how how do you find a story because I always like I'm not a journalist but like my work sort of flirts with the side of it and I see other people and like, I see people like find stories and I think like, how, like, how have you done this? Like, this is incredible. How, who, where did you see this or how did you find it? In my head, I, I can't, I can't comprehend how like you're able to find a story. But what's, what, what's, what, how do you do it? How do you do it? 
Yeah, I think a lot, you know what, I think social media is actually like a massive gold mine of things uh, because, there's, you know, there's th- people share everything on social media um, mm. and you can just find, it, it's almost kind of like running upon it sometimes like accidentally, really. Um, you know, like you just kind of see someone tweet something and you're like, oh, actually that would make a really good story or you like see a story that someone has shared on social media. So I think that's a, a massive gold mine. I think as well, like, you know, I want to get to the stage in my career that people do start almost giving you stories as well, because um, if you're kind of viewed as like a respected or like trusted person, Mm. um, then, you know, I think I know when some athletes have kind of got something that they want to share or that they, you know, feel is important that they want to get out in the public, they speak to a journalist. So I'm not quite at that stage yet, but it would be great to have that kind of reputation where you've got Mm. people like, messaging you dming you or whatever like you know this is mm. a story i've got like can we do something on this um but yeah i, I do find it's just kind of like almost stumbling upon stuff um i mean like every morning i just look at like literally everything <laughs> like <laughs> look as for as much news women's sports news as possible and then just stuff comes from that and you know yeah yeah and as well doing interviews with people as well that's just you know you can speak be speaking to an athlete and uh not kind of you know be be thinking asking a certain question and then something else comes out of that question and then going down that avenue instead and then you get a new piece of information that you didn't didn't necessarily know about and then that itself can also become a story so yeah a few like a few different ways I think um like you're saying when people like they come to approach like journalists I think that must be like like so special like that's like mental to me but it's, yeah. it, I, I feel like in the US that happens that happens a lot. Like and it's yeah. like if you look at like Stephen A, was obviously uh, Jay. I know you you follow him. Um, mm. Like was really close to Alan Iverson, and he sort of like enhanced his career massively because it's, yeah, it's like, okay, like we've got this superstar who will who trusts. Serious going mental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got this superstar who trusts this journalist, and it's like. And it sort of like catapulted them both. Like, and I think I think that's like wicked. And also like ha- having someone trust you to tell a story must be like, yeah. yeah, like you're like, oh, this is like this is really like a nice feeling. Nice is such a terrible word, but like a really like special moment with, for like for, not only for yourself, but like for the athlete for them to read your work and be like, yeah, like this is this is what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, and I think you you've seen it happen outside of sport. Like the big some of the biggest stories in in the world ever so thing, I always think of things like me too and stuff like that that's always mm. started with journalists being contacted by people mm. and then that's that turns into a massive story and it's yeah it's, it's also happened in the world of sport like you were saying there's certain athletes that you know almost like work with journalists I think and kind of it's a like beneficial partnership isn't it because the journalist enhances their career by having getting all these scoops and these stories and then the athlete promotes their image through the journalist so it's yeah, yeah. It, it like I think it does happen in the US a lot, but yeah, maybe we'll see it happen here more. I don't know. I think we'll get there. I think I feel like a lot of media is going how the US is. I think we're we're on the catch up sort of thing in terms of maybe sports as in always like a sport as in like the media around it, the spectacle of sport. I think I think we will get there um, eventually. But yeah, it's just 
I feel like it's a really exciting time in sport at the moment, but like in sports media side of things, I don't know how you don't feel. Um, um, do you think that the look, I don't even know if it's the look or the mould of a journalist has changed. I think like Sky Sports have a lot more like almost content creators and people like that. So do you think now it's more of a welcome space from someone that doesn't have the stereotypical journey as a journalist, like gone through uni and stuff and they're getting the chance to like have their voice. How do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I mean, before, obviously before, like however many years ago, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was all about like written stuff and then mm. obviously like broadcast as well. But now, like you say, there's so many different aspects to journalism. So like podcasts like this, like filming, graphic design, like you can literally do journalism through graphic design, essentially. It's, you know, and all of, all of these skills as well are things you can teach yourself so yeah you don't have to go to like university for it you can just teach yourself how to do it and like get up to a good standard whereas before there was like yeah you, you know it was written and there were set like rules that you had to do which you could only learn in a certain place but now it's like you said it's definitely a lot more open and inclusive and I think as well it's beneficial if you're able to do more than just like write or shoot a, like film if you've got all these little like um kind of extra arrows to your bow like it makes you so much more mm. like well-rounded journalist so yeah no definitely I think social media is like a massive a massive pull in that because like and this is going to sound like mega old but I'm assuming this is how it works like if people were wanting to be a journalist it's like okay I really want to I really want to write this article if it's not going to the newspapers like you've not really got an outlet but now you can yeah. you could write in your notes and tweet it and it literally be as basic as that. Or if you did a Twitter thread and people are and people are, oh right, this is actually really interesting. And it can build from there. But so yeah, I, I think as bad as I think social media is sometimes, I do think like it's it's a very useful tool, especially like for creating communities and learning, like even like as a like Skillshare. Is that, is that yeah. like Skillshare? Is that what I want to say? Is that the website? Are you talking about the website or just in general? Nah, not the website. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's what I feel like that's the same, but I feel like it's not. I feel like my old housemate used to say it all the time, but I can't. <laughs> just stole, just stole his bars. It's yeah, you know, he's not here, it's what it is. Um, but seeing as it is now 22 unofficially, um can we can we talk? What's what's everyone's goals? What's everyone's goals for 22, 2022? Um, Jay, would you like to go first? What one of your goals for 2022? One of my goals. Could be anything, it could be. Learning how to scramble some eggs. I know you. I know you. You're in a cooking game now. No, I want to learn how to drive. That's my goal for 2022. I want to learn how to drive. So that's my big one. That's the big one. Learning to drive is. Mm. Yeah, I need to be in control of my deal. destiny. I think with public mm. transport, I'm not in control of my destiny. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I like, you know, if a train stops somewhere, it's like we're stopping it. No, I need to get to places. If I have yeah. my car, like that's it. And I think too much stuff has happened. Like I've moved out of London now and like trains aren't as reliable as they used to be. And like, they're not as often. So it's like, yeah, I really need to start driving. So that's my goal. Yeah. Easier to get to football matches and stuff as well. Mm. Yeah. Some, I, 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 I'm big on public transport. I'm big on public transport. Getting me, you know, <laughs> tram tickets. Um, yeah. But I went from driving back to public transport where I grew up. There wasn't any really. And now I'm just, I find myself like, compensating from that like what you were saying Jay like about it being stopping sometimes I'm like just on time <laughs> sometimes I'm like or sometimes honestly I'm like two hours early yeah 
And I get like, I'm, like being really early to it makes me well anxious, but like if I'm the thought of being late makes me anxious as well. <laughs> so, like, so I can't, like, I literally can't go anywhere. Like I turn up to places and I'm like, right, oh, I'm 20 minutes early. I don't really want to go in because I don't want everyone to know I'm well early. I'll just walk around, like I'll just walk around outside and be like, ah, I'll do this for um, I'll do a few few laps of the block. And it's just like, right, I need to just get over this and go in. Um, Nance, what's 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 your one of your goals? Um, I think I don't know. There's so many like events happening here in the summer. Uh, so Euros, I want to like yeah, as with work, cover the Euros as a journalist, and also the Commonwealth Games as well. Mm. Um, which is like a l- little bit of an overlap. I think it's happening like directly after the Euros. Um, so I think just, just especially as with COVID as well, obviously there's been, it's been harder to actually go to things and like be at these events reporting and stuff. So I think, yeah, just, I know that's kind of out of my control because obviously it depends what happens like pandemic wise, but just be going to more events and specifically the Euros and the Commonwealth Games and, reporting from them which should be really fun you've obviously just you touched on the commonwealth games there um in birmingham what what, what are your expectations for it because i'm thinking like obviously we had like compa- comparison wise comparison comparison wise we had it obviously in like 2000 and was it two Six. three was it six? In the one in my, Manchester. Manchester, maybe it was yeah. Early, when they it built might the, be yeah. Um, and then we had the Olympics, and then back to that. Do you think it will be? It can be comparable to the Olympics in terms of like impact wise. I think potentially, but there's a lot less hype, and I think actually, if you yeah. ask a lot of people, I don't think they'd actually know it's happening. Mm. And I don't know again if that is because of like. Covid stuff, COVID, yeah. Because I don't want to sound like London centric at all. Because I know <laughs> things happen outside of London, but I don't know if it's also because it's kind of in a city outside of London. Obviously, I reckon everyone in Birmingham knows what's happening, but maybe there's a bit of you know people in their London bubble like, oh, I don't know about this. Um, I think it, it obviously once it gets started, it's a different kind of ball mm. game as well. Because I do remember for, for the London Olympics, it, there wasn't like loads of enthusiasm for it before it was kind of when it started and everyone was like this is great when it really started like snowballing so maybe yeah. the same will happen then um but I think I, I can like I can't really see much reason why it can't be great because there's so many like popular sports in it like athletics like everyone watches yeah and you've got even though it's not like all the countries like the Olympics you've still got massive massive countries competing like you know for the Olympics you've still got like Jamaica so you'll still have like Elaine Thompson, hurrah, and like Shelley Ann mm. Fraser Price and them like mad sprints like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's got potential, but at the moment, I am a bit surprised by how kind of like low key it seems. Um, yeah, I feel like with like you said with COVID, everyone sort of. I feel like with everything, everyone sort of like don't don't get too excited. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's not all get too excited. But I've, I think I think you're right. I think with one or if we can get one or two early success stories. Like, or, or like, it doesn't even have to be like GB, if it can be anyone, but if it's like someone's got a really good story and it comes out and I feel like stuff like that, like really makes people go, oh, I'm going to watch this now, actually. Because it's always like, you always get the one or two like really big stories that come out and everyone's like, oh, I'm watching for these athletes now. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens. Um, I, just, I just love sport being on, like being on. Like I'm just, yeah, I know. I'm one of the people it's- that like, I, I have to have it on, like, 
yeah for, for the olympics it's just like watching having my tv on permanently just watching everything um yeah and obviously with it being birmingham as much as people from london would like to say there is there is no time difference so <laughs> we can just get straight yeah, in no and class. keep it moving um, i don't know if jay's here jay you still there yep Oh, cool. Right. Um, right. So back on talking 20, 2020 as well. Goals. Love that. Um, how do you feel about resolutions? I'm, I'm going to be honest and say I'm not, I don't love them. Um, that's what I think for more goals and set instead of I want to change this. I want to, I'm more, I want to aim for this. Are you, are you lot like any mad traditions that you lot do for going into the new year? Yeah, I think I'm more goals than like, changing yeah the resolutions like I'm not really like I want to like stop this behavior or anything mm. like that it's more like um you know like career stuff and then other things just like I can't remember I was actually looking at the stuff I wrote down last year and it was just things it was things I wanted to do more of like um because I started running in lockdown so I was like I'll run a certain amount over the year and just things like things like that I think things just to keep me guided another one was like get eight hours sleep <laughs> which I didn't do I, I, but <laughs> things night. like that you are hard like they are hard um going back to running would you ever do a marathon oh I did I did the London marathon in October did you yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Yeah, it? it was sick I absolutely loved it like genuinely it was one of the best days uh, people say that and you're like, oh, it can't be that good. But it was, it was just like, you know, everyone there, it was just the, the crowd and like the atmosphere was incredible. And then just the sense of achievement after. Um, and you do have a weird like come down. I think because you've spent like six months of your life training mm. for it. And then in kind of like the month or two before, it's really like hyper-focused. Um, you have to do long runs. So it's, you're kind of like limiting what you do socially at the weekend and stuff like that. And then you have the day and then it's over and you're like, oh, this is like a, like a hole in my life, basically. Um, but yeah, no, it was wicked. I recommend it. I, I genuinely absolutely hated running before the pandemic started. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. It's, it was, are, you, are, you, yeah. are, you still running, are you still running now? Yeah, still running now. Uh, there's a few like things I want to do in 2022. Um, like my, some of my friends are doing a trail marathon, half marathon, not marathon, mm. half marathon. So I'm going to try that. I've got a bit of a dodgy knee so I'm not sure how that will work like I might have to just have to walk quite a lot of that yeah um, and then I've entered London again so I'll see if I get it again but it's quite hard nice to get, so. I, was, I was thinking I was looking when I was looking through like I never really got it before like I never really thought London Marathon that's that's a bit of me and it still probably isn't um I don't love it but... a bit of me <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I, can't, I, was, I was I was watching it and like all the people posting after like like their pints and their dinners like straight after and I was like I don't think unless I do a marathon I'll ever be able to fully appreciate how probably delicious that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that finishing finishing that and then having whatever you want to have after that must be like yeah the most I, delicious thing in the world I remember because you get so you get like a a bag I don't think they do this normally I think it's because of COVID you have like a bag that they send you and then you put all your stuff in it and then when you go and get your number you uh, a few days before you give it to them and then they give it back to you at the end of the line so I could put like snacks that I wanted at the end 
and I put in I was just thinking like oh healthy snack I put in like fruit and nut and then when I got to the end what, of like the marathon fruit and nut and chocolate? I, no not even chocolate like literally just like dried fruit and nut and I got to the end of the marathon I looked in the bag and I was like fruit and nut like I just really wanted some monster munch pickled onion monster munch and I was all that I had was fruit and nut I was so angry at myself that I didn't put like a, a really nice like snack in there um, but then, yeah, I did go to the pub and had a pint and a meal, and that was amazing. So, I just don't think I honestly don't think anything anything can top it. I've, I did try, I tried to do catch the five k, and um, I struggled a bit. But whenever I see people do it, I think like that's, I used to think you're mental. Like if I <laughs> like saw on Twitter you'd done it, I'd, in, like two years ago I'd have been like, oh, like Nancy's mental. Like, what's like, <laughs> like I couldn't couldn't get my head around it. But now I look at it and think like that is like. Like, I don't know what else could compare to that sort of achievement. Mm. Yeah. Did, it, did you hit the was, wall? Yeah, I hit... Oh, <laughs> it was so annoying. I hit the wall. So I, I ran basically the whole thing, which I was really, like, happy with. But, like, 800 metres from the end, like, the whole time when I was running it, I was like, the, the last, like, kilometre, surely you just get this massive, like, adrenaline burst because mm. you're near the end and that <laughs> excitement of being near the end will just push you through. Just road runner it the rest of the way. Yeah, I got to like eight, 80, 800 kilometres left and there were like these big signs telling me how long left. And it was like 800 kilometres and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. My body just stopped. I started walking and I walked like 400 or 600 kilometres and then ran the last 200. But it was, it was the weirdest thing ever because I hit the wall, like I could see the finish line <laughs> and I hit the wall and my body was like, I can't do it. And I remember afterwards being really frustrated by it, but it's just just one of those things. Like if I did another one, I'd know now to have like mm. some sweets or something, or just to call someone. I should have just called like my mum or my sister and be like, "Tell me, just shout at me, don't <laughs> stop, don't stop, don't stop." What what goes through your head when you're running? Um, this isn't not a, this isn't a dick. What's going through your head? Like <laughs> like because it's it's a long time and like yeah. you can't you can't really talk to people like. like what's what's in your head I don't know just I think well when I started running anyway it was more of a because it was like lockdown and stuff it was Mm. kind of a like clearing heads thing anyway so I kind of I don't know I just like don't even don't really think about anything or just think about things about life or like work whatever uh I listen to music like for a bit as well and you just kind of like sing along to that (laughs) I don't really know, but I just find it really like calming for my brain anyway. So I think maybe the fact that I don't really have anything to think about. Um, I do what recommend listening. <laughs> yeah, listening to podcasts was great. Like last summer, I was listening to like all the Euros podcasts as I was running and, and all of that. So, but yeah, I think a, a lot of it is just actually the fact that for four hours you don't really have to think about anything, <laughs> like anything important, and that was that's kind of the appeal appeal of it to me a bit. That's crazy. I always think like when I used to run, I'd have music on. And then if I didn't have music, I was like, I'd sing like the same song in my head <laughs> yeah. like over and over again. I was like, I was like, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, when I get home and like take my shoes off, I can see the blisters. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> did you did you have bad blisters when you finished when you finished? Or was you like super? Oh. I don't know. Does everyone does everyone or is it like, can you be like? I didn't. Oh, like I didn't a have super blisters. padded sock or something. Yeah, I didn't have blisters. This is really grim. I didn't have blisters, but like all my toenails just fell off. 
Do you mean by fell off? Really? <laughs> they fell off. They just fell off. Like That's not even crazy. like not even like straight away. Like two weeks later, they just fell off. It's it's and you, really. And you've applied to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think I'm like permanently not going to have toenails. Now. They <laughs> haven't really. They like haven't that. grown back. Get rid of that extra weight. Yeah. <laughs> It's what it unnecessary. Like now, I don't have toenails, and it's just it's fine. I'm fine. So, living life. <laughs> yes, yeah, living life with no toenails. That is mental. I guess <laughs> it's probably just like how much your body goes through, like in that time. Yeah, but it ra- does random give me... fact for everyone that I think I think's real. I'm pretty sure. I, sometimes I have these things. Sometimes I feel like I might have read it, but I could have also dreamt that I read it. So it's, it's one of the two. But did you know humans used to just run their prey to death, like back in the day? Really? Like that what, was that was our thing. We just our endurance was like unparalleled. So it was if <laughs> like we were going to chase, we were going to chase like a cow, or it wouldn't have been a cow, but whatever the, the prehistoric <laughs> version of a cow was, we'd just like we'd just like chase it until it died. Before we had tools and weapons, we'd just take chase it till it that was, was exhausted and would die. Yeah, that's happened? true, bro. Like I'm sure. <laughs> What happened to the endurance, or is it just like when when we run marathons, people like tapping into our like historic ability to run fast? Because it's I, I don't know. It must be it must be like something. But like that's why I think people can do it, and like some people can do it a lot better than others. Yeah. It's like Jay, I'm telling you now. I'm pretty sure it's true, bro. I want to I want to Google it, but I'm sure I'm sure that's true. It does make sense. It does make sense because we will make an animal just tap of... out. We'll just make an animal's tap. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. That is honestly, so funny. honestly, after once we finish this, James, I'm gonna send you an article. And actually, I'm gonna send you it as well, actually. Yeah, no, I'm actually I'm pretty really sure. Much. I'm pretty Genuinely sure it's true. Like, I don't know, I don't know if it was cavemen times, but once we started walking upright, <laughs> I feel like such a gas man, but I'm legit. This is what I've, I've read this, I think. And they, they, we could just we could just run one run animals down, and that was it. Like just the whole squad would just chase chase an animal, and then we dinosaurs? stopped because no, 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 because humans weren't about in the dinosaurs' times. Like we were, it was relatively, I want to say relatively recent, but like not recent, obviously. <laughs> but it was it's since like, and then obviously when farming happened, we didn't need to because everything was there. And then yeah, and like, as lazy. as we got more intelligent, but then that's why we were able to progress as humans and be this advanced because we had more time. We didn't have to run after chickens for eight hours. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we've got a chicken farm. We can get chickens in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, got you se- got it. seven hours. You know what I mean? Like it, it does. It does. If you when yeah. you think once you get over the the funny side of six humans like- sprinting around after an animal to kill it. Like it, it does make it does feel it does make sense. Yeah, the amount of energy they must have used though. Yeah, like probably was amount like they, like they ate that they ate the animal eventually to replace energy that they lost chasing <laughs> after it. So it's mm. kind of just like. But it's one of the things if you're if they're like uber uber fit like beyond fit they're like, doing bleep tests all the time just making the animals <laughs> pass out. No, but it's um, it's like the a lot of the Kenyan athletes are very good at marathons because mm. the way well just, i don't know if it still is now but ken used to be a lot of things were far away so mm. you're going to your shops and you've got a you've got to go 10 miles so now you're going 10 miles every single day to go shop and it doesn't seem like a big deal to you and now yeah. but if like and you're probably not using as much energy as you like as if i was gonna have to go 10 miles to the shop because i'm not that yeah. fit but when you're chasing 
your food every single day <laughs> once or twice a week you're chasing down a bison like <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna you're gonna be all right jay you're you're doing my nothing i'm not gonna lie to you mate i'm gonna kick you from the chat this is real stuff this is real biology bro i'm just thinking what about that one animal that's actually fit that's actually been working and seeing what people have been doing and it just survives no no no, no humans were top so that means there's nothing better there's nothing better than a human oh my god that's funny long like long distance that is so and funny I don't know if it's the way our bodies are, the lungs are, but that listen, we were, we were the best back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, you'd have had to do 20 marathons just for a slice of bison. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that terrible note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it. Um, Nancy, thank you so much for joining us on Above the Knee podcast. Um, I hope 2022 is absolutely sensational for you. And I hope that I see you at the women's euros working away yeah definitely i think it's gonna be a massive year so hopefully see you guys about and yeah thanks for having me not a problem right thank you very much today thank you as always and thank you at home everyone who has listened slash watched we'll see you again very soon <laughs>